Walking with Jesus, serving with love, and sharing with courage. Welcome to the PCOM Daily Prayer Podcast. Good morning, friends, and welcome back to the PCOM Daily Prayer Podcast. I'm Pastor Courtney, and it's Thursday morning, March 26th. Been thinking this week about particular songs that have been a comfort to me in this season. I really, really loved the hymn that Jeff Given played on Sunday and the the closing music that Jean Roberson and uh, Don French played for us. It was this combination of a hymn and some Debussy, and it was just beautiful. Music can be such a wonderful tool in lifting us from our everyday concerns, and it can be a comfort, it can be a joy. And so in the show notes today, I'm going to link to a couple of songs that have been an encouragement to me this week. And if you're looking for some musical encouragement, maybe these songs would be something that would bless you as well. The first song is called Sparrows and Lilies, and it's by Pat Barrett. It's a song about the God that takes care of every single sparrow, the God that clothes the lilies. And the chorus is, hold on, love, things are going to get better things are going to get better. I know it's true. And that promise of God that tomorrow is a new day and next week is a new week. And no matter how long this crisis lasts for us, there will be another side to it. It will end someday. We will, friends, we will gather in worship again. We don't know when. We would love for it to be sooner rather than later, but no matter how long this lasts, there will be another side to this crisis. There will be an end to this chapter in our story. And so I I just love that song. It's been on repeat in our house a lot lately. Jeff Given has recorded uh, Psalm 43. It's set to music. And the, the phrase, when you walk through the waters, I will be with you and pass through the rivers. And scripture set to music can minister to us in such powerful ways. It helps us to memorize it. It helps us to remember that God is with us. And it stitches those words deep into our hearts. And so I just really highly recommend that song to you as well. Um, And finally, a song that's been on repeat in our house this week is the song We Will Feast by Sandra McCracken. And it's a song about our ultimate hope in God, that someday we will all feast at the wedding supper of the Lamb at this heavenly table, and a reminder that in this crisis, we will likely know people who get the coronavirus. We ourselves may get the coronavirus. We will likely even have people in our lives who will get sick and die. They might be distant relatives, friends across the country, or they might be people right here in our own community. But even knowing that, our hope is secure, that we will one day feast in the house of Zion, healthy and whole, together gathered at the table with the Lord. And this is a song of great reminder. I also wanted to share some words from someone I consider one of my own pastors, C.S. Lewis, one of my favorite writers. He wrote an essay way back in 1948 called On Living in an Atomic Age, And you may have seen this. It's been circulating a little bit on Facebook. My dad actually sent it to me. 
And C.S. Lewis wrote this in the age of nuclear proliferation. What does it mean now that there are atomic bombs for, for Christians to live with great courage? And obviously there is a difference between an atomic bomb and a virus. One we can we can control in a way, right? We, we can wash our hands. We can practice social distancing. We can stay in our homes so we don't give this virus what it wants, which is more opportunity to spread. But even knowing that, the call of C.S. Lewis to live not in fear but in courage is a really important one for us today. But I just want to make sure it's clear I'm not reading this in terms of, no, no, just go about your daily life. It's fine. His, the, the call that I want us to pay attention to is that reminder that we don't need to be paralyzed by fear, that even as we take all these important steps of social distancing practicing this safer at home idea that we need to be in and not out right now, even as we practice these things, we do them not out of terror, not out of fear. We do them out of wisdom, knowing that God holds our future. So here's C.S. Lewis's essay, just a portion of it, on living in an atomic age from 1948. It's published in Present Concerns Journalistic Essays. In one way, we think a great deal too much of the atomic bomb or we may say today, or of the coronavirus. How are we to live in an atomic age? I am tempted to reply, why, as you would have lived in the 16th century when the plague visited London almost every year, or as you would have lived in a Viking age when raiders from Scandinavia might land and cut your throat any night, or indeed, as you are already living in an age of cancer, an age of syphilis, an age of paralysis, an age of air raids, an age of railway accidents, an age of motor accidents. In other words, do not let us begin by exaggerating the novelty of our situation. Believe me, dear sir or madam, you and all whom you love were already sentenced to death before the atomic bomb was invented, and quite a high percentage of us were going to die in unpleasant ways. We had, indeed, one very great advantage over our ancestors— anesthetics, but we have that still. It is perfectly ridiculous to go about whimpering and drawing long faces because the scientists have added one more chance of painful and premature death to a world which already bristled with such chances, and in which death itself was not a chance at all, but a certainty. This is the first point to be made, and the first action to be taken is to pull ourselves together. If we are all going to be destroyed by an atomic bomb, let that bomb come when it comes. Find us doing sensible and human things. Praying, working, teaching, reading, listening to music, bathing the children, playing tennis, chatting to our friends over a pint and a game of darts. Not huddled together like frightened sheep and thinking about bombs. They may break our bodies. And I would add a microbe can do that but they need not dominate our minds. Again, that's from C.S. Lewis on living in an atomic age. And I think we can all agree with almost every word of that and be encouraged by almost every word. Although again, we're encouraging you not to go chat over a pint with your friends or a game of darts or go play tennis, but to practice that social distancing. But I love his message. It's such an important message that we, we want God to find us in all of this, not perseverating 
and going back again and again, moment by moment to coronavirus news, but being faithful with what we are given in this time and in this season. Our staff, our church staff is meeting virtually over Zoom and we check in with each other, see how everyone's doing and everyone's facing very different challenges. Some are feeling very isolated. They're alone in their homes and that's really hard. Some are are dealing with learning to teach their kids at home while they're doing their jobs and, and they feel like there aren't enough hours in the day. And still others have family members with, with health concerns or they themselves they themselves have health concerns or are at high risk for this bug. And so we are all we are all carrying things, but there is joy in carrying these things together. Want to remind you all this morning of the new resource we have up on our website, mypcom.com slash family. And that's an opportunity to offer help or to ask for help. So if you are in need of groceries, if you are in need of uh, medical supplies, or if you need a tutor for your kids in this season, maybe algebra is not your thing, or if you're feeling lonely and you would just love someone to talk to, to be adopted by a kid or a family in our congregation, to have those virtual check-ins regularly, let us know. And also let us know if you are willing to offer one of those things. If you want to offer some science tutoring or you want to offer those family check-ins or you know you're going to the grocery store tomorrow and you'd be happy to pick up anything that someone needs and do a a no-contact delivery for them at the front door. Uh, So do check in. That wonderful resource is is up and running. And we would love to, uh, to help our folks be a mutual blessing to each other in this season. We turn now to our psalm, today's psalm, Psalm 87. On the holy mountain stands the city founded by the Lord. He loves the city of Jerusalem more than any other city in Israel. O city of God, what glorious things are said of you. I will count Egypt and Babylon among those who know me, also Philistia and Tyre and even distant Ethiopia. They have all become citizens of Jerusalem. Regarding Jerusalem, it will be said, everyone enjoys the rights of citizenship there. And the Most High will personally bless this city. When the Lord registers the nations, he will say, they have all become citizens of Jerusalem. The people will play flutes and sing. The source of my life springs from Jerusalem. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As we spend our time in prayer this morning, we'd love to encourage all of you to be in prayer for our food service workers today, our grocery store employees, those who are serving at restaurants, doing takeout, those who are are doing our food deliveries. There are a lot of grocery delivery services up and running right now or takeout services. And those folks are being really courageous. They are, they are putting themselves at risk to make sure everyone has enough to eat and people get those groceries that they're ordering or that they're coming to the store for. So it's not often a line of work we think of when we think of heroism, but in the season of coronavirus, being a grocery store clerk where you're in contact with 
dozens or hundreds or even thousands of people in a day, that's that's heroic work. So if you are working in the food service industry, we are praying for you this morning, whether that's a grocery store or a farmer's market or a restaurant. And also knowing that some of those small businesses, those restaurants, uh, folks are hurting, folks are having to lay people off. And so we are praying for you in the midst of that as well. Um, also praying for our other folks who are out there working for their essential businesses, our folks who work in finance, our folks who work in veterinary medicine. We prayed for our our healthcare workers for people earlier this week, but we want to pray for our veterinarians and all those who are working in essential businesses and putting themselves at risk so that our economy can continue and so that their businesses can flourish. We are praying for you. Thanks for tuning in to the PECOM podcast today, friends. It has been a joy to be with you. We look forward to being together again tomorrow. Until then, take care, stay safe. God bless.